Welcome to the High School Backups Podcast. Today we are on episode, I'm pretty sure it's five. I can't remember sometimes. Uh, thank you. It's been a fun five weeks. It's just fun to not keep count. We're just enjoying ourselves and having a good time. Uh, well, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, last week we had our March Madness special, which, uh, well, we kind of, we didn't miss stuff because we were still talking about it, but we missed representing it. So today we'll be kind of make up for that. We'll be talking all things, all four sports, as we've had a lot of information, a lot of news coming up from free agency to trade deadlines. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun one. So um, yeah, we're gonna get right into it. Uh, let's look at the old, uh, well, the actual uh, what's wrong with our schedule for today, if you will. Uh, we have we're gonna be going over New England news, which we'll start with. We'll move on to March Madness updates. How awful are our brackets, as as everyone else's. Uh, Thank you, uh, St. Peter's, for doing that. Uh, NHL trade deadline. That'll be talked about a bit. Definitely some important stuff. As well as we'll be talking about the MLB and getting going. And then uh, we'll be talking lastly about what in the NFL is uh, recently. And uh, that'll be how we ended off. So getting right into it with the New England news. Uh, most importantly uh, for New England, we'll kind of go through all four real quick. Uh, Celtics absolutely killing it. Two and a half games as of today, March 22nd, out of first place. Uh, I've never felt more tickled to be a Celtics fan, let me tell you. It's been a good time. Uh, Miami lost last night uh, to the Sixers, so Celtics are tied for second seed. They're really they're right on the edge, man. They've just been uh, Bruins have been pretty good, not as good as a few weeks ago, but still pretty good. We'll talk about their free agent or yeah, their free to trade deadline stuff in just a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about that, uh, and then we'll also talk a little bit about the Boston signing. Most importantly, Trevor's story a little bit, uh, and then for the Patriots, um, a big bucket of you know a small chicken bucket is about what we're getting as we do most season so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well as all the other free agency news so let's get right into it uh march madness updates before just before gonna... we get on to march madness i just had one quick thing for new england okay news. kyle uh, okay in the ncaa division one men's hockey tournament there are five schools representing new england participating we got Quinnipiac, we got Northeastern, UMass Amherst, UMass Lowell, and Harvard, all representing New England. So uh, tournament starts this Thursday at 12 o'clock, so make sure you tune in and uh, watch some good old college hockey. I was hoping to that. Columbus State. I wish. That would, I wish. That would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyone else have any other uh, news they know of that uh, we'll be talking about anything related to any other uh, sports, right? Just one quick, um, I think it was Mel Kuyper projected Jamison Williams to fall to the Patriots in the draft. So we're all going to be happy about the Patriots drafting a wide receiver in the first round. That would be fantastic. And we've kind of been talking about it. Uh, drafts up in about a month. So I think there's a pretty good chance we do some sort of live stream for the draft, a little live reaction. Um, we'll see about details for that, see if we can make it happen. But I think there's a good chance. So uh, at the very least, we'll be doing a podcast. So, um, anyways, moving into March Madness updates. We're going to keep this kind of quick and brief because we're all pretty sad about it. So, uh, updates in this. Uh, I'm not going to share your screen just because of what's in it. But, uh, essentially, Austin is currently in first with a whopping 390 points. 
points with a project or a maximum of 1390, tied with Andrew Fogel, same sort of thing. Uh, and we also have uh, myself, uh, Mr. Uh, Nick, uh, with 1390 still as a max. So right there with there's a possibility. 350. All three of us still have our winners. Only other winner still in it is Jake, who has Duke. So uh, he's a little further behind. Now, the worst bracket in our whole thing um, that's not named Steve is Kyle, uh, sitting with <laughs> Kentucky as his winner, as we all know how that went. Uh, <laughs> and a whopping 500 or 580 max, which is the third lowest in our seven-person uh, group here. Uh, and he is currently in fourth. Like I said, Jake still has Duke in it. Maximum 990 still, because he still has Duke. Uh, 310 in fifth. In our last two, uh, our lovely Justin, who did a fantastic job. He did choose Ohio State, who sadly fell in, I think, round two. Yeah. Uh, has about 270 points max. It was at 230. So almost at the edge of that there. You know, Yale didn't quite you know, pan out. Uh, and then lastly, um, our almighty Steve with the best bracket with Longwood. Longwood for the win uh, at a whopping 210 points. But does have a higher max available left than Justin at 370. Really? So wow. We'll see. He has a chance to not be last. So that's the update. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm honestly going to beat Austin real bad. So he's just not ready for it. We both have Gonzaga to win, though. So... And That's where and, and Andrew Houston has and I have vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah. vanilla. 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 So that's the update. Um nothing too crazy. Any thoughts, comments, concerns, guys? Looks like I got uh, a I feel dude. like an idiot. <laughs> you know, every time Kyle... I pick a two seed to win every time I pick a two seed to win, <laughs> they break my heart. First it was Duke, then it was Michigan State, and now it's Kentucky. I'm done with those effing two seeds. I'm done. <laughs> I'm uh, done. So I obviously uh, had been looking up tons of different stats about um, what has happened over the last, well, since 1984 when the expansion happened. Uh, they started tracking seeds. Um, a lot, it's pretty much exclusively, I think it was 24 out of the, 40 what is that uh 38 years now um has been a one seed that has won uh the tournament and then there's been after that it's mostly twos or threes um only a couple times have uh, low seeds won no double digit has ever won um they've only gotten to the final four so i have learned over the past few years that you pretty much got to go with the high seeds uh, as much fun as it is to pick the upsets um if you really want to have a chance at winning your pools so if you pay attention to that, um, as much as it has been fun to see St. Peter's or UNC or some of those other ones uh, get the upsets, the likelihood is they will be going down in the next two rounds, um, and we'll be seeing like a Kansas, Gonzaga, Duke, and like a Villanova Final Four or something like that. So, oh Houston, let's go! No, I don't even the yeah, win. Nah. I just need him to make it. If Houston makes it to the to the championship, it's an easy dub because I know Zaga's winning that. So. I gotta I have to make it all make it one more round, and then I'll Villanova's be able to gonna knock you out. It's gonna uh, all I have to say. Is, not, so. Yeah, all I have to say is this: uh, Jackrabbits of South Dakota State really messed with me. Yeah, put on, put on a front and with the second best PC. offense in the entire NCAA, and then and I tried warning uh, you, Jake. I tried warning you. I wasn't gonna. And uh, and uh, <laughs> Jacob, what about your uh, your uh, your Loyola Chicago boys? Sister Jean failed <laughs> today too. It's okay. Uh, Sister Jean failed you early <laughs> on. She'll pray another so, day. 
Mo moving on to it, I actually <laughs> wanted to bring this up earlier rather than later. Um, we're going to move on. So we, we have socials, of course. We do have a Facebook page. Uh, most importantly, I think we're kind of utilizing the most. We do have a Twitter. I'm going to bring it up now. We've been doing some polls recently on Twitter over the last few days. Thank you, Jake. He's been great about it. Um, honestly, they've been kind of they've been getting some good votes. They've been having a good time. Um, and it's not all us. Not all of us have Twitter. So we're going to share that now and take a look at how some of these polls have been doing. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about each of them um, while we're on that subject. So uh, let's do – we'll do non-football ones. We'll switch to football. We'll actually do the football ones after. Um, let's talk a little bit about it. So uh, we – this was a big debate in our chat, mostly between Kyle and the rest of us, as it normally is. <laughs> <laughs> Does fighting in hockey add to a player's greatness? Now, although so, the wording is quite vague, I think Jake has a good explanation. So the wording isn't vague. Kyle has misconstrued the argument to mean that fighting makes a player great, and that's not what the question is. The question is whether fighting adds to a player's greatness, and it's absolutely yes. Guys like Brad Marchand wouldn't be as well-known, as great as they are, if they weren't, you know, little balls of oh. hate that punch people mm. in the face. Or like That's people. not why Brad... Brad Marchand is known because he pulls f crap like that, like Justin <laughs> just said, where he goes around and punches people in the back of the head for no damn reason, or licks people <laughs> from the nose to their forehead because he's a clown. Brad Marchand is not known for being an ass. That is a completely different. <laughs> and we will keep him in Boston. Yes, we will. We love him. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. That just got me so heated. No, okay. But Kyle, you keep you kept arguing like we were saying, fighting makes a player great, and that's not okay. what the argument is. No, so the argument I, is fighting adds to legacy. So I understand what you're saying. I just don't agree. I just don't think it does. I think as a legend. I think people are led are legends in their own right without that piece, and people are legends in their own right with that piece, but they do not coincide together. People, it, their legacy is their legacy without the fighting aspect. I don't think the fighting aspect has any increase or decrease on their legacy from the sport. Now that's just I know a lot of people obviously disagree with me because that was a walk. Eight out of ten. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was um, Riley. I think that answered him no. Oh, that's true. Actually, his girlfriend answered it too. So what we're really saying that is that Colin Riley and then everyone else. That that was on her own free will, by the way. Yes, it I was. had absolutely no say in that. Um, but I, I just I understand what point you're making. I just don't personally agree with it. Um, so my thing about it is, so fighting in hockey, I see it as a team thing, even though it's a one-on-one -on -one thing. Whereas if you win a fight in hockey. Your team is amped and they're about to play better. Plus, there are people that we know that are literally based on the fact that they only know how to fight. There's an entire movie about it. Don't get me started on Goon. Stop it right now. I, I stop it. Do not get me started. I can see fighting definitely impacting the game itself because of, like, you would have the fans just smashing on the plexiglass afterward, getting them hyped from it. I wouldn't yeah, say it's, it's target. It's a whole adds to a greatness, though. I wouldn't say it, it targets one person, but it'd be more of the team as a whole. Yeah. Okay. I agree with. Like, I think it could impact the team's legacy. For example, the uh, the Broad Street Bullies from the 
70s for the Philadelphia Flyers. Their team as a whole was known for fighting people, and that was their legacy. But individual players themselves did not add their legacy because they fought on the team. So, like, I, I, I get, I see what Justin said. That's a great point that he. What made. about uh, what about Milan Lucic? That dude would go to broke for his team, but he was his whole legacy, especially in Boston, is the fact that he would literally take on a whole other team just to make sure his team was hyped. Like, that was so, the whole so, point. So I have a clear... Are you counting fighting as just strictly fighting, punches being thrown, no other physical aspect? Is it, is that all your... Is it... Because if, if it's body checking and other types of physical... The physical physicality that goes into it, then I completely agree with what you're saying. But if it's just strictly fighting... Then... No, we're talking fighting. I'm talking penalty minutes. That's what I'm really talking <laughs> Here, oh, Kyle, how about this? I am someone okay. who I appreciate the sport of hockey, but I could give a, about it, okay? Like, I could care, like, I don't <laughs> care about care it. care less. Okay, exactly. Um, if you guys are watching it, I'll have fun watching it. I think it's a fun sport to watch. But as a person who doesn't watch it on their own, um, I can see your point and I can see their point. I think, like, Brad Marchand, for example, right? Like, I know him because I kind of if, – if I'm following hockey, I follow Boston. And so, like, I think he's uh, – I don't know if he's, like, a great defenseman. I don't know how good he actually is, but I, I know he's, like, supposed to be decent, like, as a defenseman. Well, he's, he's a defensive forward player. first oh, start. Okay. No, well, he's, he's a forward. forward. So that's how much I know about <laughs> hockey, right? Either way, he um, he's supposed to be a fighter and all that kind of stuff. Like, when I hear about the things, when I see stuff on, like, you know, like media pages, like spit and chicklets and stuff like that, when they have like hockey moments and things like that. Um, what I like seeing is, you know, one, the physical side of it, but also then when they're getting into an actual uh, brawl. So I'll say that the legend of people, which I think is part of your greatness, right? It's the legend that you're going to leave behind when you leave the sport is if you're a really great player and then you also will completely you know, check a guy. And then if you would get into a fight and just own him, I think that would add to the legendary status of you when that's later on shown by people. So I don't think, I think like a great player like Crosby would be known for his great play. But if he wasn't an, an all out fighter as well, and it would just dominate people in, in a straight up brawl, then I think it would just only add to that. Maybe not while he's playing the sport, but afterwards when people look back on his career. You know what I mean? Well, like you like so, me. I think it's very hard for someone to be both a fighter and a skilled player. Not many people can do it. And you guys brought up Milan Lucic. I think he was more known for his physical, physical than than his face. Same with Charis. Charis. Zdeno Charis is not a fighter. No, Charis knocks him out though. Is very different than Lucic in their own way. But I don't. Their ability to fight is not what made them great Bruins. It was their ability to lay a big body check, their ability to be Brad Martian and agitate people when they needed to. That was their legacy for the Bruins when they won the Stanley Cup uh, 11 years ago now. Oh, my God. So, so wow, that is long ago. We ain't talking <laughs> about it. We ain't talking about it. So, Kyle, explain this to me then. Why sure. do you think good players can't be brawlers? Why do you think brawlers couldn't be good players? It's very hard for them to do both because when you come up into, when you're mastering the sport, you either have to make the decision of being mastering the skill aspect of it or mastering the fighting aspect. 
So because you can't master both, and it's so. Let me to, add, to well, master. Go ahead. Sure. No, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well, what I'm saying is, if like, let's say, in football they had it right, or any other sport you had, mm. you know, brawls and stuff like that, and you were, you know, a mm. fighter like in hockey. Um, why couldn't shouldn't they be practicing and honing their skill and mastering their skill like outside of games? And then when you get into a game, your mentality is just, I'm going to destroy the opposition. So if a fight comes up, I'm going to destroy them. I might take penalty minutes, but like, you know, the only reason I would think that they're not trying to be fighters, because I think a lot of these guys could easily demolish people that like you're talking about, but they're just choosing not to. There is this time in hockey where it went from this plain old moseying around, skating, nothing, shooting from the from the center ice line, and it's still going into the goal because the goalies couldn't stop a beach ball. There was this, there was that time where it went from that to when the Broad Street bullies came around and they just started running people over, and so there came this fine line of: Do people want to master the skill aspect, or do they want to master the fighting aspect because people tried doing both and they couldn't. So like when you say you want people to try and do the fighting, they try, they teach you how to fight in hockey in high school. It's called locker boxing. It's a really popular thing, especially in American Americanized hockey, where you basically are just in your hockey shorts, fighting out amongst your teammates, just practicing fighting. And it's really gotten to the point where people don't want to do it because of you're not wearing protective gear when you're doing it. So there's a lot of concussions and stuff like that. So when people are trying to master fighting, they're not mastering the safety part of fighting. So there's this fine line of like where you master the actual fighting or you want to master safe fighting. If you want to master safe fighting and you add safe fighting into your legacy, that's different. The just problem is there isn't that in the hockey. There is either you bulldoze someone over and you punch them just to agitate someone like ryan reeves on the rangers right now or you do safe fighting pretty much i got a you... list kyle by the way i'm ready to yeah give to what, you what's what's your list here <clears throat> i have a list of 25 players who are also good at scoring goals and fighting just to prove a point here and i'm gonna give okay. you just the ones with the names that i know as a decent nhl fan like as, as a okay. decent nhl fan okay so dale hunter that's that's a big one right off the rip. Um, I'll give you Keith Kachuk. Obviously, his sons are both crazy people. Uh, Mike Felino, <laughs> his son not as a fighter, but he was. Uh, Theo Fleury, that's a big one. Uh, Claude Lemieux, that's a really big Claude one. Lemieux. Claude Lemieux was not a fighter, by the way. Um, I just want to read to you what this says. Everyone easily remembers the big penalty minute totals from his long career that ended with 1,777 minutes in the box. But also which Claude scored. Lemieux are you talking about? Because there was two Claude Lemieux that played in the NHL. I don't know. So he says Claude it right Lemieux now. Which Claude Lemieux are you talking about? I don't know, but there, it literally there, just, I just two. read you what it says, just so you know. So. All right. <laughs> uh, just on the same page. Uh, <laughs> Brian Suter, that's a decent one. And then there's one more other one. Oh, Cam Neely. Uh, of course, Cam Neely is. Um, and then uh, and Jerome Aginla. That's the last one that I, I knew on that list. So. Those are all pretty good players who are also pretty good goal scorers who also fought a lot. So just 25 out of how many players that have ever played in the league? 
Exactly. I did say it was That's a how small skilled they are. That's how legendary. Right. Kim Neely but, was a Hall of Famer. That's what I'm saying. But I also <laughs> know those players not because of their fighting, but because of their skill on playing hockey. No, I can't okay. really beat your butt. I've got one final point. All I've got to say is that when I'm playing the NHL video game, the only thing I'm looking to do is click the Y button <laughs> and fight somebody. Okay, Adam. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, uh, that's what it is. I, okay. I will say, um, I just hope that fighting never actually leaves hockey because then it would just not be as fun for the casual fan. Do, it wouldn't be hockey. Do you have to correct myself? It's the triangle button on the PS5? Oh, or... true, true, true. Fair enough. <laughs> Yo, Big Baller has PS5, just like me. So, uh, moving on to the other non-football thing here, and then we'll move on to the actual subjects today. Um, We're looking at MVP for the NBA this year. Um, To be honest, a lot of us are Boston fans, such people who voted for us are Boston fans, so it's definitely a little biased. Jason Tatum will not be MVP, although he is making a decent case for it. It will, in all likelihood, be Joel Embiid, uh, and therefore it makes sense why he got the most votes outside of this. Uh, Jokic is a close second right now. Um, Giannis is only up there because it's Giannis. Um, same thing like LeBron. So um, I do think the poll's pretty so, close. Cool, so. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Jake. So, yeah, the poll's skewed. <laughs> <laughs> second, I was talking to one of my other law students today who actually grew up playing basketball, and he was looking at some of the advanced statistics, and he was talking to me about it. I obviously fall on the side of Jason Tatum, especially with the second half of the year, just – going from 16 and 19 to second in the East, probably, or at least possibly could be in first by the end of the year. But he was talking to me about Nikola Jokic and his advanced stats, where the rest of his team apparently has just played, like, absolute garbage. And somehow the Nuggets are still good because Jokic is probably, if not the best player in the league, a top three player in the league and Mm -hmm. continuously just puts up points. I mean, the man is seven feet tall, can shoot, can pass, can rebound. The only thing he can't do is run fast. Nothing he does is absolutely flashy, so he doesn't really get a lot of the highlight plays, but when it comes to an MVP vote, my friend was telling me that it absolutely should be Jokic. Yeah, That's uh, fair. He definitely has really good stats. Um, A lot of these guys do. I mean, Giannis is putting up phenomenal stats. He's an insane player. Um, and he's quietly having a, a, a really good, really good season, even for him. Um, I don't think he'll end up getting, but there's a push for Giannis to get it again, as he's right now the leading um, candidate for Defensive Player of the Year, which um, with the way he's putting on offense, too, and the way the team is playing, um, and they haven't had all three of their you know big starters on the floor for that much this year um, between him, uh, Holiday, and... Um, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, thank you. Um, obviously, there's LeBron. He's not going to win it just because the Lakers are god-awful. I I stood by when they made the trade. I have no idea why they ever thought Russell Westbrook was the right decision. You should have never touched that. Um, if anything, they should have made a, a, a play for Bradley Beal or you know um, Damian Lillard or something like that. That would have been good for him. Um, I still think they're good enough if Anthony Davis was just – uh, he's not a, a bum. He's a bum. Yeah, he's a bum. That's the best he's... word for him. Anthony Davis is a bum. Dude won't and play LeBron the five. Has an av- it's just like, ugh. LeBron but... has an average 30 points a game in a year and forever, and right now he's on pace to finish with 30 points per game. It's nuts. Yeah. And the dude's the literally dude, 38, 35. 35? No, I heard he's older than yeah. that. No, he's 37. 37. 
30, is he 30? No, he's not. That's he can play another few years, so that's sure? for sure. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Yeah, I thought he was 19, 38, yeah. But 37 makes sense. Wow, I could have sworn he was 35. Dude's old and he's nasty. I saw a picture that showed a dunk, five different pictures of the same dunk in five different years, starting in 2008 to to, to literally the other night. It was ridiculous. Did you guys see the one he did the other day um, on, who are they playing? They are playing the Cavs. He dunked over, yeah, I think it was. Uh, oh, and you know, Kevin, Kevin Love. Oh, or no, that's right, it was Kevin so Love. So good. Oh, of course it was, was Kevin Love. 30. You cost me two championships! Did you see his tweet after? No, or, like, JR got some tweet? Yeah. Did you see like the meme tweet that he did though? It was like, no. Are you st- am I still invited to your wedding? <laughs> uh, the answer is probably. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure if he actually did that or not, but I saw that on like an. No, he did. No, he, he, he did, did. and he he, he probably did. did. Kevin Love completely gave it up. By the way, he didn't even sit there and get posted. But no, no. Um. So I think for MVP, decision. it'll probably be. I honestly don't think Embiid's gonna win it. He might, but I think he's gonna fall I, off. James Harden's gonna take some of his production. Just and, how it and works. they're not. They haven't been playing well over the last three, two, two weeks really, two and a half, maybe three. They've been kind of as good as they were earlier in the season. They beat Miami though, literally. They did. They did yesterday, the day before. But I think, um, you know, if if Jokic can make a run with them, uh, I think they're getting Jamal Murray back, or is he back already? I don't remember. Um, I don't know. I didn't think so. So he, I think he's supposed to be coming back relatively shortly. Um, if he comes back and they make a little bit of run at the end of the season, he might have it. But I think Giannis may pull away in the end with it. Um, because Jason Tatum's just not going to do enough. I don't know. Jason's got a chance, an outside chance. If he keeps this up, like even last night, like good win last night against a not great team, like 25 points. Averaging over like the last. Oh, it's close between them. He's it's like oh, 15. It's like 38 or something. He's averaging about 33 over the last 15, I think. Okay, 15. I, I know over the was, season, though, it's like 26. Like, it's yeah, right around it's, where it's those other guys are. So, um, so if, if he finishes out the pace he's going, he'll probably get to third, and I think that's where they'll finish. Unless, if okay, if the Celtics reach first, he's got a shot, I think. Oh, if, if a real good first, shot. He's got a real good shot because that means Embiid, Giannis, both of them were kicked out by him and the Celtics. And, I mean, none of the other MVP candidates will be in first. So nobody's catching anybody in the West. They're not catching the Suns. So if no. And Tatum is the only one who has a chance to bring him to first. So I think if he does that, yeah, he might have a shot at it. I think you're right. I really do. I, as a non-Boston yeah. fan, I like he's been playing – like looking at stats alone, like he's been playing lights out, and he runs that team. Right like in, not even in like a LeBron James way. Like, you can just yeah. tell that he is yeah. the presence on the court that everyone's going to pass the ball to, and he'll pass it back. Like, that's what oh, yeah. makes the Celtics team work. Like, he's passing that ball back sometimes, not just taking shots. So, yeah, I think... Uh, but I think he's got to get a little closer in points because, you know, right now LeBron... Well, I think LeBron's back up to 30. LeBron's but, not going to win MVP. But, um, no, I'm saying, like, Giannis and Embiid are both tied at 20, 29.8 points per game right now. So if, if Tatum can get to 28 and take him to first, I think he's got a shot. My only other side note on this topic is that you mentioned Giannis winning a DPOI. Yeah, it should be Marcus Smart. Don't at me. Oh, oh no, my no. God. Marcus Smart better be get a vote. Like, I don't care if he does. I don't care if he wins. He better get a vote because that dude's crazy. He has to get at least he has to get at least a vote. No, he doesn't block though. He gets like he's, seven yeah. steals a game, but he's just he just doesn't. He needs. <laughs> he needs to come back healthy soon, because he's out for 
He's day to day, so he should be back soon. But if he comes back soon and goes on a tear, maybe he's got a shot. He's going to finish all first defensive team again, like he has quite a few times. But for every year in his whole career, pretty much. But uh, um, yeah. Moving on to Kyle's favorite subject of the day, uh, and uh, we're actually going to start off with Jake on this one. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the NHL trade deadline. Um, we're going to start off with some. Uh, Jake has a winner and a loser from the NHL trade deadline. There's plenty of them, um, and it's obviously all subjective, but. Um, Jason will start off and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well as the Bruins we'll be talking about. So this is going to be really quick. I just have one for each section. So for the winner section, you have the Rangers. They made a lot of savvy moves, picking up some good pieces for a playoff run at some point. I mean, it was nothing flashy. They didn't pick up anybody that would be a huge name, but they picked up a lot of good pieces. And in hockey, that can make an entire difference. It's an entire line. Losers. Philadelphia Flyers, Kyle's old team. <laughs> uh, cl- losing Claude Giroux, um, he should have been a Flyer for life. I read it somewhere the other day. I mean, you didn't get any better. You lost probably one of the better players in your franchise's whole existence. And it's rebuild time in Philly. Wonderful. Have fun. <laughs> Again, for the fifth time this decade. Besides the <laughs> Every other year. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Kyle, you go off. It's your turn. <laughs> um, I don't want to take up too much. But I know this is my like usual. This is my favorite topic. Kyle, well, I'll have stuff to talk you. about. Kyle, you don't talk Bruins. I'll talk Bruins. All right, fine. Uh, there are a couple trades. So there were a couple trades that happened before the actual trade deadline uh, that I think were really big. Uh, obviously, one of them Jake already kind of hinted on was the Claude Giroux trade. Uh, Philly sending their longtime captain to the Florida Panthers for dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't know what the hell they were doing, but that happened. Uh, Bruins, I think, made a great trade. Did not love the contract extension that they gave him, uh, but the Bruins picked up Hampus Lindholm, who is probably a top 30, 25, uh, top 30, top 25 defenseman in the league. Um, I think they gave him a little too much with that contract extension, but the trade, regardless, is going to be helpful for them. Um, that will at least hopefully give them a, a first-round win in the playoffs um, if they continue at their current pace right now to even make the playoffs, which they should. Their division's not that great, so they should at least make the playoffs. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs didn't trade for a goalie, so they are one of my biggest losers of this trade deadline because the Toronto Maple Laps are a joke. Um, they instead traded for a defenseman in Mark Giordano, who is older than dinosaurs. Um, so I don't expect him to really be beneficial for this team. Uh, but the biggest trade, I think, that happened in the morning of the trade deadline, uh, Chicago Blackhawks traded away uh, Mark andre Fleury to the Minnesota Wild, who they traded for in the summer for a seventh-round draft pick, and they flipped him for a conditional first-round draft pick. So they are second conditional gold. second. It's a conditional second that could become a first, is what the real. Uh, I but thought it was two. Like I thought it was two picks. No, that was a false thing. It ended up just being one of them. Um, Still crazy, but though. yeah. Uh, considering that he won the Vesna Trophy the last year as the best goalie in the league, and then was promptly traded for a seventh round draft pick. Asinine, absolute asinine. To a place Speaking that he hates. That, yeah, the, and Vegas is another one of my losers. Um, they traded away a player to a team he didn't want to go to. 
um, which is kind of a rumor at the moment. It's not really 100% confirmed, uh, but that uh, the Vegas Golden Knights traded Evgeny Dadunov to the Anaheim Ducks, which was one of his teams that he had on his no-trade clause. Um, so the NHL is looking into that right now to see how that got finalized. Um, it's, yeah, Vegas is a mess right now. Um, but Jake kind of hinted on that Rangers, one of the Rangers trades, uh, where they traded for Andrew Kopp, uh, who is a top nine forward right now. He's pretty good. He's a great defensive forward. Not as good as Bergeron, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I think he could easily play top six if we need I think he's playing third line, truthfully. Um, I think he's playing third line. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's third line, but I think he could play second line if we needed him to. I think they gave up a little too much for him. Um, it, it ends up being two second-round picks and a fifth-round pick and a one of our top prospects. Um, so, so I think we gave up just a little too much for him, but I, other than that, I do like the trade that they made right now. Yeah, the uh, the Bruins, as well as the Hampus Lindholm trade, which I thought was fantastic. The Bruins decided to play the old, let's drop garbage and get something worth something. And they did it with two, two trades. Essentially, the Bruins traded away what would turn into roughly, what, four picks, uh, an old defenseman, and two prospects for a top four defenseman and a bottom four defenseman. So I can't complain about that at all, especially because Vakenheinen is tried to come into the game multiple times and just got run over by these guys that were six inches taller than him. So um, I, I'm honestly perfectly happy with the Bruins trades, although I would have loved to splash on offense as well. Didn't have that much more to give up. Pretty much gave up to a first and second round bust and then old defenseman and then some picks that weren't really working out recently anyways uh, in order to uh, really sure up the future. So realistically, I know Kyle State doesn't like the Hampus Lindholm trade. I don't know. No, I look at it. I like the trade. I don't like oh, the sorry. signing. I don't like the, the signing. Contract the, the eight years are roughly $6.25 million or something like that. Yeah, um, about that. I really like that because you sure up. Uh, the second defenseman right next to McAvoy for a not crazy contract. And Hampus Lindholm has been on a not great Ducks team for quite a while. Who knows how good he can be with a really good defenseman next to him for the next eight years because Charlie McAvoy isn't going anywhere. So I honestly really like it. Six million for a top two defenseman is not full. So um, at the end of the day, I've seen people pay four million for a second, uh, like a second line defenseman. So Six million for a top uh, second defenseman isn't bad. Uh, and the, the Josh issue Brown's I have with it, the issue I have with the extension is that he's twenty eight right now, and they gave him eight years. And playing till you're thirty six as a defenseman is harder than being than playing. Zdeno Chara played the forty three. Check, sign it, get it. Chara is the Tom Brady of hockey. I just want that to be known okay not, first of all chill 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 <laughs> is that saying he's no, gonna no, be no. coming back he he is the best the brett far tom brady Favre. okay all right i'll give you back. that i'll give you that i'll, I'll give him brett Favre, and, and honestly that's right, a fair comparison he did not win <laughs> six <laughs> championships jeez seven sorry six meaningful ones my bad seven <laughs> uh so anyways um moving on so so anyone else have any more comments on the actual trade deadline it, it was quite exciting a lot of teams got better i'm really scared of the panthers i actually hope the bruins do get the third seed uh, because toronto did nothing so i really do think that the bruins will outpace them and then get into third seed so they play the lightning 
It is also possible they that should. they get past the Lightning uh, because Toronto Lightning have been playing great. Been struggling. Yeah, Toronto so has been struggling mightily. So the Bruins are currently tied in points with Toronto, uh, and they are only like four points behind the Lightning. So with how hot they've been playing, they could very easily get in the second seed. They won't get in the first. Pants are too good. Um, and if they do get in the and second, I think better. it's yeah. And so I very much think that the the Bruins will get second seed, could get second seed, but I think they'll beat the Lightning. Um, now I I wouldn't mind playing the Canes either, but. That's so Um, Anyways, so uh, moving on to kind of the next step, we'll talk a little bit about this as well. Uh, I don't have a ton of info on it. I'm sure you guys might have a little bit. Most importantly, with the MLB, uh, the Red Sox signed Trevor Story to really sure up that infield. That infield's going to be kind of nasty because they're going to have Rafael Devers on third base, at least for another couple of years. They have Dahlbeck on first. Then you have two all-stars in Xander and uh, Trevor Story. And actually, wasn't Devers an all-star last year? Or he was pretty damn close. So um, I don't think he was an all-star. I think he was a gold glove winner, though. Exactly. So regardless, two all-stars as your shortstop and your second baseman. So that in- inner field is, is disgusting. Still needs some help on the outfield. And the pitching staff is better than recent years, not better than last year. So a little bit if in there. Uh, they brought back Tanner, though. So that'll be pretty good. Um, but the Red Sox are looking good. And honestly, the only team looking better somehow is the Dodgers because they keep signing people to ridiculous contracts. Also, one thing to note, I heard this while listening to Boston Sports Radio, the Red Sox are in the lottery. So what's the I'm looking for? The, the, they're in the tax, the first tax level. They have about quite literally, I think it's $28 million before they get to the next tax level. So there's pretty much zero reason why they don't use that $28 because they're not going to drop salary. So Red Sox could definitely be due up for another big signing, uh, hopefully an outfielder, uh, and still be in the same sort of tax setup. So. Then they'd be nasty. Austin's shaking his head. He's a Yankees fan. They haven't done garbage. I, I don't mind <laughs> um, the uh, – I can't even pronounce his name. The one they got from the Twins, Isaiah Canalfalala, whatever. <laughs> The How do you pronounce your name? Aloha. Yeah, the, the guy from Honolulu. The Hawaiian. Um, I actually think he's going to be a good fit, uh, especially as like a stopgap year. I mean, I still would have rather had Trevor Story, but we have to see how Trevor Story is going to do because of the fact that he's coming off that, uh, I think it's uh, injured shoulder. ACL? Um, was it, I thought it was, it was ACL. No, no, I think it was He need to be the best player, though. That's the thing about the Red Sox. He doesn't need to be the best player. He needs, no, you he have needs the, to be Devers. at least the fourth or fifth best player, and he could very well be the second or first best player. That's the thing about the Red Sox. Yeah, he could be very good for you guys. He could also end up being very bad. We, uh, you know, That's I don't think he'll be very bad. Um, I think he'll just be like, for what you guys need to be is a solid defender and, you know, just be decent enough on offense. Um, because you guys have the offensive power with Devers and others there. Um, so you're fine in that category, obviously. Um, but yes, if he if he is anything like the Trevor Story that was on the on the Rockies, which that's the other thing too, the Rockies players tend to have sometimes trouble going away from Colorado. Um, but um, I think I like I like getting rid of Gary Sanchez. Okay, um, I think we've improved better defensively with the catcher uh, we brought over. Um, I think we've got some guys. Losing Geo hurts though. It does. It losing, does hurt. Losing Geo hurts. But we'll see. Uh, you know, if Donaldson performs well, which I'm not really holding out for, um, I think we'll be okay. It, it's really going to come down to either way of what are our prospects going to be? Because I still don't believe in Brian Cashman to bring up our prospects from the minors, which we have a really good 
farm team that they just never use. And then they go out and sign guys that are aging out of contracts that nobody wants anymore. They're like, oh, this guy will have a, you know, a great year again. And it's like, it's kind of worked in the past for them with how we had um, Kluber last year where he got, um, you know, the no hitter, but then he got injured. and was pretty much non-existent for the rest of the season. So I would rather us either bring the guys up or if we're going to sign people, we might as well just sign money. Like we could have had Correa, but they let that go. So we paid all this money for Cole. You're going to have to pay judge coming up. Um, you have to pay judge. If they don't, so, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, Joe. Oh, I was a Joe judge. Yeah. So funny. Uh, anyways, uh, oh, let's just get him to the Red Sox. <laughs> let's just get him to the Red Sox. He can play. What's play right field. Get JD yeah. out of there. JD, go to DH. Put it in right field. Imagine. Oh my God, you guys lose uh, your marbles. I would. I, I would lose my mind if they, I would. they let him walk. Like he would play with the Red Sox. He respects the hell out of him. He I would, would play with the Red Sox. I would die. A little reverse Johnny Damon, boys. Uh, it's a reverse um, person. <laughs> that he's Bambino. even better than Johnny Damon. He he is better than Johnny. He's Although, a lot better than. We Johnny we Damon. would not have. I don't think we would have won that uh, World Series without Damon, though. But um, no, probably not. Got it so long ago. We need what I really want is another Hideki Matsui because he was one of my favorite players yes. throughout the time he was there. He was just always there, solid. Godzilla. Whew, I love him. But um, Godzilla. We'll see. They just need to really do a better job with their minor system. I think Cashman needs to go, and I think you need to get rid of Boone. I think Boone's the biggest problem, honestly. Um, I agree. I'm, and Boone you is can't tell me. You can't that. tell me. And I, I want the Boston fans input on this. If you fire the coaches and manager hired. You just told that manager, we don't actually like anything you do, but we're going to keep you anyways. Like, what was that last year? That was the stupidest thing. Why would you fire every person he ever hired and be like, you're good enough, though? Like, what? <laughs> God. Oh, um, I... That is fair. However, the Red Sox also lost Alex Cora for a year and then came back, and then they were nasty last year. Okay, so... yeah, but the reason you lost him was because of the cheating scandal. Like, that's the only reason you lost him. It wasn't like... Don't which brings us to another topic. The Yankees have cheated, and therefore they deserve retribution. The Red Sox (laughs) get it. The Yankees get it times two because it was hidden, which is worse. Okay. (laughs) Cut their salary in half. Sure. I'm okay with paying a lesser salary. I'm sick of paying. No. You have to get rid of your players. (laughs) You paid four people who are worth nothing. You paid Joey Gallo. For what reason? If, it, if, it is, if it's true, if the evidence does support that the Yankees did in fact cheat and it was covered up, I agree there should be there should be a there should be I yeah. Fully, I, I think mean, all our picks. I hundred percent. No, no farm I'm system. not gonna say. All right, I think if the Astros get to keep their World Series for fucking banging on trash cans, the Yankees they're not gonna go back and take system. it away. It doesn't matter. Moments Why over. Why not? They've different. done it before. They took away a bunch of other shit. Thirteen. They, they took away what? A pick Louisville's and... championship. They can yeah, take they took away the Astros They took away Reggie Bush's Heisman. They, whoa, whoa. Yeah, they that, also took they away Lou, one of Louisville's away. players' legs, okay? That's a whole other issue, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, well, okay. first off, what did you guys even lose? You lost Cora for a year. What else did you lose? Oh, we had a year of awfulness where I had to sit there and listen to Yankees fans. That doesn't okay, count. And they went to the dumpster. That doesn't No, count. we lost like two picks. I think we lost. Like we lost hey, you didn't even picks. lose a first round, did you? I think it was a third and a fifth. Yeah. Which <laughs> matters in the MLB. Oh, I mean, on. a little bit, come but on. not like a first does. Like, 
the Astros lost what okay. one or two firsts and then got to keep yeah, their championship and they kept going and and now and went back to the championship. <laughs> yeah, and kept cheating kept too. Cheating. So I mean, in the end, Rob Manfred is the real problem, and uh, yes, he needs to go. They lost. Uh, they lost the second round pick. That's the, so they lost Alex Cora for a year, suspended for a year, uh, and then they lost a second round pick. But that doesn't change the fact that the Red Sox did it minimally. The Astros did it ten times worse than what the oh, Red yeah. Sox did. Oh so, yeah, no, I that's agree. a whole other issue. The Yankees should get at very least what the Red Sox, which means yeah, if it comes out the same, then I'm absolutely. fine with that, and I'm I am definitely yeah. fine with that because please suspend Boone. I think we will do better without him. <laughs> like I would love to see us win a hundred and like ten games without him. I'd be like, see, just fire him, fire him. Yeah, I would not win one hundred ten games. This this is the best division in all of baseball. And I yeah, heard someone is. say this, and then I looked at it. It might be. With the AFC West, the best division in all of sports. Uh, it is gross. Four the way, of the five teams should make the playoffs, and they can't. Like, it's going to be yeah, awful. Yeah. The way, yeah. Uh, not Toronto, um, Tampa Bay just cranks out people from the minor leagues that mean nothing to uh, everybody else, and they become stars. I am. I'm I feel bad for Baltimore. Baltimore is going to go 0 in like 64 or something <laughs> in the division. So they're not going to win a single game. It's so bad. When I was going through and doing research on like who won the offseason for the MLB and going into the lockout trade deadline or not trade deadlines but like different things, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and Tampa Bay all had A grades from what I was looking at. Yeah. So it's just like Yankees. okay. <laughs> I think they had a B grade. It wasn't great. It wasn't. Wow. What do you? How do you get a B grade? No, yeah, Red Sox are not done. Red Sox are not done. Just around the same page. The Red Sox still have. Whoever five. gave us a B. What are, uh, is being generous? I, do they even pay attention to baseball? If they they're probably grade. They're probably Yankees. B fan, does guys. start baseball. So. <laughs> you want to? Okay, I am a huge Yankees fan, and I usually follow along. I don't even know what really happened other than the Twins trade. That's how much I have not cared to pay attention because it, well, as soon as I saw we were bringing Boone back before the lockout, I just like I'm done. I don't want to watch this year. It's terrible. <laughs> The Orioles did get an F in that, by the way. Of course, they did nothing. The Orioles are already yes. in the hardest division. The Red Sox were an easy fourth spot in that division, maybe win 80 games. After they got Trevor's story, now it's like, okay, you can have four teams with 90 wins. I don't what know else did you guys possible. do? Um, not, a, not a lot. A lot of resignings. Like, keep a That's lot of I guys thought. around. The team's very similar to last year. We did lose two pitchers, but they were subpar pitchers. Big hit, though, Chris Sale is out for a couple months again. So that's not great. That's but, not surprising. Um, uh, so who other than Sale so is going to be your ace? Like, uh, who do you guys actually have? Because I, I, I think Nathan it's a Evaldi. Tanner kid. Avaldi uh, yeah. is the ace. Avaldi, by the way, as a huge Red Sox fan, came out of nowhere three years ago, pitched his life out in the World Series, yep. awful in 2019, and then was disgusting last in year. 20... Like, yeah. for the la last two years or whatever, he was, was like, disgusting. Well, like he didn't he win one of the awards like two years ago or something gross. Well, Twenty twenty, like, I think he won record, something. Nathan Evaldi was also a New York Yankee. Yes, he was. Yeah, well, well, I think we traded him. Guys. Did we trade him to them? Because I knew that we. I liked uh, him. When he was on. Where did he leave? I think we traded. Was, him. No, no, we, we didn't. Because 
He w- he was in between. He played for the Rays before he played for the Red Sox. Um, and there was a gap year. He last played for the Yankees in 2016, and then played yeah. for the Rays in 2018. So there was a little bit of a gap. It looks now like the Rays traded him to Boston, though. That's right. That's okay. what it looks like. So it's actually not that bad. So Chris Sale's technically the ace, which he'll come back in a few months. Nathan Evaldi, and then you got Nick uh, Nick Pivet or Pivetta, excuse me, who was actually decent last year. I looked it up. He was actually decent. Uh, and then we have Tanner Hook or Hewitt. He was disgusting in minor leagues. Came up last year, had a pretty good, pretty decent. And then the fifth guy is Connor Siebold. I don't. Yeah, uh, and I then mean... still have some decent. Actually, for once, have a decent bullpen, especially starting with Matt Barnes and Ryan Brazier. But nonetheless, oh, this is what they want. I I will still say I'm mad that like we didn't pick up. Carlos Rodon, I really wanted him uh, from from the White Sox, but whatever. Uh, I think I, our pitching should still be really good, especially if Cole returns to – he was a little up and down last year. If he was back to 2020 Cole, um, and then you have um, – even with him being up and down last year, he still almost had a Cy Young in the American League, but um, I think we're, you know, we're going to have Jordan Montgomery, who's a solid lefty. Uh, Luis Severino hopefully will actually be back for a full season. And if he comes back, I'm not expecting necessarily 2018 version of him, but I think, um, and I, okay. I still haven't forgiven him for the fact that he showed up late to the AL DS against you guys in 2018. He showed up late to war. Like he was like, he showed up, I think it was like a half an hour before starting, like before first pitch. I was like, I found that out after they lost, got blown out that game. It was, I think, the second game. Or was it? Yeah, I think it was the first or second it game. Was second think, game. Yeah, yeah, we took the first game that series, and I was feeling really good. I was like, okay, now we have Sevy going next. And that was, like, his best year. And he literally showed up late, like, almost time for him to pitch and got blown out of the water in, like, three innings. And I was like, makes sense. What? Welcome I, to playing the Red Sox, by the way. I haven't, like, I haven't those guys finished. literally score ridiculous. Here, here's, here's the gist of what we talked about. Elise is nasty. Uh, the Red Sox made some moves. They're still going to make more moves, I'm pretty sure. Yankees did nothing, and therefore the Elise is even closer than it was. So yep. moving on to the last topic, uh, and we'll probably, we'll probably try and move through it a little bit. Uh, what in the NFL is really the question uh, we have going today? So uh, I won't bring the polls back up, but I will talk about them. Uh, so a few polls we went through. Um, honestly, nothing was too surprising. So um, we've kind of all talked about it. Um, do we like to trade for Deshaun Watson? That's the first thing we'll talk about. And then we'll kind of get into the other things. Um, I think most of us said yes. I think Jake was the one that said no and maybe Kyle as well. Uh, however, I'm, I'm, I was 50-50. I need to be persuaded to go either yes or no. Here's my thing about Deshaun Watson. I think the contract is butt cheeks on a stick, okay? The contract is <laughs> awful. The trade, however, is fine. I think the trade was fine by making him the highest quarterback, and he may or may not play a game. We don't really know. Like I was hearing stuff that he might not play eight games, four to eight games. He might not. So I don't get it? that part. Trading for him, uh, yeah, because it's so civil suits against him. We won't get uh, to that stuff, but... Um, the fact that he is only going to play at most 12 games this season, we'll assume, and the fact that they made him the highest-paid quarterback when he could be awful. Like, he could be Deshaun Kaiser, 
Like, he could really just be awful. So here's the thing about the contract, is that this year is only $1 million guaranteed, and it's only $1 million total. All the money he's making at the $240 million is guaranteed, but this year alone, it's only $1 million. So for the next five years, they own $239 million. Getting into why I hate the trade, leaving all the other stuff aside, um, even though that just makes it worse, is, you know, coming up, like, when it comes to football and it comes to team sports, you're preached about loyalty and being there for your team and doing everything that it takes to win and playing through injuries and everything under the sun, right? The Browns haven't had a good quarterback since 2000 when they came back. They've draft. They've had 22 different starting quarterbacks in 20 years. They finally get a good one who puts his entire body on the line. And the minute he gets hurt one time and doesn't play as well, even though he led you to your first playoff win in 20 years last year, you're just gonna take up Deshaun Watson and try to ship the other guy out of town. No, you got to show some loyalty to Baker there. When you were like, as players, we're preached loyalty, and for once, I want to see some teams do it. And that's my biggest problem with this trade is that Baker put his entire body on the line. He's putting everything on the line every time he steps out on the field. And yeah, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Is he a little immature sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. Baker's not perfect. Show some goddamn loyalty. Uh, I'll say, I think as a general manager and, you know, as Cleveland, uh, I know one Cleveland fan uh, here that's a good friend of mine. He is ecstatic. Obviously, the fans are going to be so happy that they have Deshaun Watson, and they couldn't get wait to get rid of him. Even before they thought they were getting Deshaun Watson, they just wanted Baker gone. They didn't care for him. I un- I understand how fickle they can be and how, like, you know, they should have had a little bit more respect for the fact that he did literally the year before get you your first playoff win in Yeah, years. they weren't saying that when he won a playoff game against Pittsburgh no, two years ago. No, they weren't. But um, I will say, you know, especially in this NFL, uh, players – have no I won't say none but a lot of players have absolutely no loyalty to their franchise especially quarterbacks so it was you know it's nice to see that Baker is that kind of guy um but I think if you're Cleveland you do have to maximize on the team you've built I do not think Baker will get a team to the Super Bowl maybe he'll surprise me but I just don't think he'll ever do it no, um and I'll I never think, and never get him there I think if you're um you know Cleveland, you've got to capitalize on the great team you've created with the defense and that offense and stuff like that. You've got to get it. You can't just go another – even if he gets you to an AFC championship, that's the best you get. I, if I'm a Cleveland fan, I don't care. I don't I don't want the loyalty in that respect if I've been this bad for that many years. So the thing about that is, I mean, even with all the injuries and, you know, how bad Baker played this year, quote-unquote, because honestly it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen in quarterbacking – he got him to the brink of the playoffs. Yeah, their team is good. Their team is pro- like their running game is top tier. Their defense is pretty good. But their best receiver was Jarvis Landry. Sorry, that's not going to take you that far. Your team actually isn't that good. Yeah, well, well, now their best receiver is uh, Mark Cooper, Cooper, and they have Deshaun Watson, who's also a receiver. So that's fine. But backing up to the whole Baker can't win you a Super Bowl thing, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think he can. And it's one of those things where I also think they're losing a heart and soul of their football team. Like, you know who else would, doesn't win you a Super Bowl? Carson Wentz. That's true. I would not be surprised if the Cleveland Browns missed the playoffs. 
if Deshaun Watson plays this year and plays enough games, I don't think they miss the playoffs. But I mean, it is the AFC, so it's going to be tough. So I think it depends, you know, how many games he misses. Because if he misses enough games, then yeah, they're definitely making missing it. But I think either way, he definitely. We all agree Deshaun Watson's upgrade over Baker. Um, Deshaun Watson wins you four games if, a year by himself. Yeah, if he plays. He's only an upgrade, obviously, if he plays. And right now, that's so up in the air. We can't really confirm that he is an upgrade over Baker. If we could, uh, if we could, one hundred percent confirm Deshaun was playing Week One without any legal ramifications that may or may not come down from the NFL or the U.S. justice system, that like we're obviously not going to go into full detail on that. But like, if you, if we can't one hundred percent confirm he will start, why, why do you even take that risk? I don't know what the logical. Long well, term, for another four they years, paid him. So, yeah, they paid years. him long term for a reason. No, I know. Okay, but again, with the legal aspects of it, he's still so young. Like he's only what twenty seven. Like yeah, yeah. he's a worse like, winning percentage than Mr. Trubisky. Who cares? He played on the Texans. That's not Mr. saying much. The Bears. The Bears are better than the Texans. Better than the Texans. Are you serious? The, the Texans came in there. Dude, JJ Watt was the only notable Texans player besides Deshaun Watson ever. And then they've been uh, around 25 years. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins? Andre no, DeAndre uh, Hopkins is a cardinal at heart. Andre Johnson? <laughs> no, what? no way. No way you're saying that. No, no. Andre Johnson. Okay. Oh, okay. Andre Johnson. Fair enough. I think it's something else. My bad. My bad. My bad. My yeah, bad, I heard bad. the Andre Johnson. And I was like, yeah, no, or something like Andre that. I, I thought you were talking about the running back. Uh, no, who's currently David Johnson? No. <laughs> Anyways, Andre Johnson, fair, but Andre Johnson also fought a man, so we have other issues there. So um, he fought a man straight up on the field, squared up. It was interesting. Um, But one of the most fun uh, players I've ever watched, and I honestly wish he was on my team. Not just because he's good, just he was fun to watch. So I can agree with that. But seriously, like they have what four four players? They had one of the best college prospects in history, Javion Clowney, and pretty much threw away his career. So Javion Clowney is a He's pretty much Ryan Fitzpatrick of the defensive line, uh, going to a different team every year. So, uh, anyways, uh, so essentially the poll we we actually had quite a lot of votes. It's the most votes you've had on a poll, fifty six to be exact. Sixty six percent of people saying yes, nineteen point six percent saying no, and fourteen percent saying not sure. So, um, I'm sure Kyle's one of the not sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people in the same boat. They just don't know. Um, I I personally, I know a few of us said yes, and she said no. It's it's very interesting. Um, a few of the other polls we did, we actually did two, one on the AFC West, one on the AFC North. I know we do have a plan towards August-ish area where we're just going to do a full-on NFL prediction, which I'm very excited for because me and Kyle do it every year ourselves. So mm-hmm. and we see who's right at the end. We've been doing it for years. So we're going to do a whole show about that. That would be a good time. Um, so first off, AFC North, surprisingly, and maybe this is honeymoon factor, uh, 45% of 20 votes, so a decent amount of votes, did say the Browns would win. Uh, next amount was 30% for the Bengals, 15% for the Ravens, 10% for the Steelers. I don't want to get too much into it. I do think that was a little bit of honeymoon phase, but I do. However, I picked the Ravens personally. I mean, yep. you could have seen it. I chose the Ravens. Um, I don't think the Steelers have a chance. I think the Bengals are going to drop down a little bit. Like, they barely made the playoffs. I think it's going to be rough for them. I think I think the the Browns have it. Anyone have any I'm thoughts? I'm really liking. I'm really liking um, the moves the Bengals are making, though. Uh, sure. Oh, it looks good. Line, huge. Also, do, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. I'll bring some after. Uh, 
I was just going to say, like, I do think the Bengals probably have the best chance to win that division as of now. Later on in the year, if we do confirm Deshaun Watson is starting week one, then we could probably say the Browns have a decent chance. Uh, I don't think Mitch Trubisky is going to take the Steelers anywhere. Um, and Lamar, it, Lamar in the Ravens right now is so up in the air. Like, I want to say I have faith in them, but unless I can see that they're 100% healthy like they weren't this year, then I can't really say I have faith in them. So, like, I'm, I want, I'm leaning towards the Bengals winning that division right now. But so much can change between now and August. Like, well, I made the pick for the Ravens before Zadarius Smith unsigned. Nick, uh, quick quotes for some breaking news. Uh, Former Saints offensive tackle, Ron Armstead, signs with the Dolphins. I I was about to say that. I don't think it moves the needle, but that's huge for the Dolphins. Uh, It's huge for the Dolphins. I think the two will be more comfortable because he was kind of running for his life. I mean, I picked them in fantasy last year. Thank God I had other people, uh, but uh, it, it was I had Sam Donald for the first four weeks, best decision ever oh, until it wasn't. He was so good. Uh, uh, he was so good for four weeks. Um, our other poll that we had that we had on the screen was the AFC West. Um, this one is a very interesting one, and to be honest, it was pretty close. Um, the highest one, and this surprised me. Uh, highest percentage was 33% of 15 votes were the Raiders, which was a little surprising to myself. Uh, we then had a tie at 26.7% for the Broncos and Chiefs. I personally chose the Chiefs because I do think Patrick Mahomes will still win the division. However, wouldn't be surprised if Russell Wilson did. And then even 33% uh, for the Chargers. So people still think the Chargers could win. I do think they could win. They still have two, like a top five wide receiver tandem in the league. They still have a top young uh, quarterback prospect. So, um, I, to be honest, I think that's pretty close. And Austin Eckler. And Austin Eckler. To that poll, too, we uh, put it out before they signed JC and uh, traded for Khalil Mack. Yep. Yeah, yeah. so which made so, their defense disgusting. It's now like... Khalil Mack and Nick Bosa. I no, can't yeah. wait. No, I already watched right? the Chargers. I what keep Justin Herbert every year, but I, so, I'm excited to watch him. Live here while we're recording, I would like to uh, get some apologies from Austin, Jake, and Nick, who all castrated me for saying <laughs> Devon. Somebody clip it. Somebody clip it. I can see the proof. Be. I'll apologize. So so he goes, wherever he goes, he's going with Devontae. Like, Devontae yes. is going with him wherever he goes. So he's taking no, Devontae. Devontae's going to Vegas. No, no, no. Devontae's no, he's not. No, he's no. not. No, he's not. Derek. There is proof. I actually sent Justin the time frame of when it happened. Oh, no. first episode. I haven't I searched for it yet, but Adams. I bet it's there. It is there because I rewatched the whole episode on my way home from work today to prove that it was happening. You work five said, minutes away. I, not today. I Not today. I didn't. I okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. Um, but where I said Devontae Adams would be a Las Vegas Raider by the end of off season uh all three of them said i was a fool and an idiot and look who is laughing now okay because yeah, the packers oh are a bunch of fools yeah because yeah, the packers are, are a bunch of fools yeah what jake said i can't wait to see all this my is... predictions are not as stupid as you three like to think they mostly about. are just around blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while there you go there's your nut <laughs> um but anyway <laughs> The only reason that happened is because the AFC West just went bananas with free agent signings. And they were like, well, we got to do something. They're like, Devontae, 
Let's just see if we can get him. And yet the Patriots the have done nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm, I'm still set on the fact Patriots are going to reunite OBJ and Jarvis Landry in New England, <laughs> and it's going to be the best thing to happen ever. It's going to be so much I'm fun. I'm not holding so out so hope just because Bill just doesn't seem to care about offense. Whoa, chill. He did last year. He signed two tight ends and okay. three receivers. To be fair, I didn't really care for the John New signing. I never really thought we should have traded. Nah, John New's still good. Him. Best he's blocker. Not, I'm not league. saying he's not good, but I'm saying he signed him because he wanted a good blocking tight end, not as they much because it. he wanted a good. He did, but I'm saying we way yeah. paid for that. Yeah, but now without a fullback, he can play the H back role, which will allow him to catch passes out of the backfield and line up a tight end. And be I, yeah, he's going to be super so utility. <laughs> Hunter Henry is, is he is the tight end. Like he's the number one. It's not even close, and everyone knows that now. And so John is like, okay, I'll do whatever I need. If he doesn't get me a star receiver in the next before this season starts, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I don't think the Patriots are making the playoffs. As a diehard Patriots fan, I think they'll miss it by a game. I think they'll go ten and seven, and every playoff team will have eleven wins. And I think, I think, literally four of the AFC West. If will we have get Landry left. and Odell, OBJ, then we're going seventeen and zero. Wrap it up, Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's go. It's over. OBJ Jarvis. Oh damn, bro! I would. This oh, and then he needs to. Fans. Yeah, and then he needs to bring back. Um, uh, oh, weed boy. OBJ, oh, Josh Gordon, by the way. Oh, Kendrick Bourne. Don't don't do Kendrick Bourne like that. He deserves number three. Man. Uh, Trade him for somebody who's not even signed yet. I don't even care. Get him out of here. Who? I don't. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. Get him out of here. Trade oh, him for yeah, eighth round pick. Him and. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. I'll take a conditional seventh. I don't care. You know what the condition is? We win seven Super Bowls in a row. Just get him out of here for free. I don't care. Dump the cap. <laughs> get him out of here. Oh, oh my God. I still can't believe so, we drafted him over DK. The entire NFL went nuclear. We all understand this. I mean, <laughs> j- just to mark some of the more marquee stuff you had, Russell Wilson and Randy Gregory go to Denver. Watson and Cooper to the Browns. Matt Ryan to the Colts a couple days ago. J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack to Los Angeles, Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones to Las Vegas, pending they're also the front runner for Stephon Gilmore, uh, Juju to the Chiefs, uh, Cincinnati signed three offensive linemen with Karras, Collins, and Kappa, and then Shaq Mason to the Bucks, and the Titans acquired Robert Woods from <clears throat> the Rams. So, so you know what notice how most of like? those transactions. That 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 sounded like that was most of the AFC. So I think you should say the AFC went nuclear, and the <laughs> NFC is kind of dangling West. from a, oh, the yeah. NFC is kind of just dangling like it's existing. The, the okay, NFC well, said, the NFC saw Tom Brady unretire and said, "I was going to say they had the biggest one with Tom coming back." To be fair, hey, free eleven Super Bowl appearance. Symbol that it's free. <laughs> It's literally Kyler Murray's gonna quit about, at some point. I, I don't know about Kyler Murray's three. gonna go play baseball halfway through the year, uh, and then <laughs> it, at that point he's gonna go. It's gonna be October. He's gonna be like, yeah, sorry, just sign me for the playoffs. Uh, they, have he's gonna Rams, go. they have to get by the Rams. If they get by the Rams, then it's absolutely okay. a free. But if the, the Rams, Rams don't, don't sign OBJ yet, again, but... or or somebody like they just got rid of Woods, and if they don't get OBJ back, then they are in a rough spot. Van Jefferson's good. Getting but... rid of getting rid of um, Robert Woods is is probably key. So they are trying to free up some room to sign OBJ. But I think Van didn't they sign someone enough. else? They have Cup and someone else. They signed someone else. I just can't well, remember. They have Van Jefferson still. What? 
They have Van Jefferson still. No, they signed oh, someone they else. They signed Allen Robinson. Yeah, oh, Allen right. Robinson. Oh, right, like, right. They don't need OBJ. Um, Allen Robinson's yeah. a fantastic two, like a good yeah. one, a fantastic two. And Van Jefferson's a great three. So um, if they get OBJ, which I don't think they're going to because I think OBJ wants to catch more passes, come yeah. to New England. You catch all the passes. Mac will throw it to you to your hands. We don't have anyone who knows how to catch that besides Kendrick Bourne. Please. And running backs. I'm talking I think another, under, another underrated move. I mean, Russell Gage to the Bucks is another Huge. underrated move. Huge. He played his played lights out in uh, Atlanta last year, and now he's going to be the third best receiver on a team with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin when he comes back from injury, of course. He's a nasty but number three. They also added Bashad Perriman and Tom Brady's trying to recruit Julio Jones right now. <laughs> Julio, so... come to the Patriots too. Bring them all. I don't care. <laughs> Bring them all. Julio to the Patriots? Oh, and we draft a wide receiver. Oh Jarvis, my God. Julio, OBJ, and we take like Jameson. <laughs> I do. I, I do want to. I do want to talk about Tyrod Taylor signing with the Giants and what that huge. kind of like looks like. I do think that's huge, but I can't. I can't figure out if that means they're just going to play him for this year. And he's a bridge quarterback. Daniel Jones, right? Yes, I know he's a bridge quarterback. But who's he a bridge quarterback for? Is he not Daniel Jones? Because they're moving on from Daniel Jones. Or yes. Who, okay, but then who are they, get, are they getting? Hold. Uh, let me. Damn it. <laughs> is, is, is he a bridge quarterback for a QB this draft or next draft? Because I really can't tell what they're doing here. Well, like who they're eyeing. The problem is he can win you eight games. Tyrod, yeah, absolutely. No, I know. He was great last year until he got punctured by a doctor. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was two, oh, two years, years ago. ago. That was two years ago. And they played on the Houston. He was also in Houston. Can we just say really everywhere? Uh, I will say, uh, Kyle, if they draft a quarterback and he starts over him, you have a good chance he's going to be a really good quarterback because every place he goes, yeah. he gets hurt and he yeah. launches an and like a, yes. a Pro Bowl career. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> Davis Mills will probably be a very good starter for a while, That's just because Tyrod Taylor was ahead of. I like Davis Mills. We all know that we've I had do. conversations about this. I like. I think Davis. he's good. I do. I really think he's good. But I'm just I saying he's, he's even better cut. because Tyrod Taylor started over him. We'll start. That's yeah. why I'm saying he's gonna. Yeah, be good. facts. Josh Allen, <laughs> Justin Herbert. Like <laughs> the dude's a walking bridge uh, quarterback. Yeah, but I'm saying like he, there are bridge quarterbacks, but like he is like he's just the unluckiest quarterback because he's not even that bad. <laughs> he just like he goes there and a doctor's like, hey, we have her puncture your lung, so you can't start. And like <laughs> start the number six I'm overall pick, so supposedly mad. not ready for the NFL. Set I'm still so mad. I drafted him that fantasy year, and Tyrod Taylor was supposed to play, so I dropped him. And then that that morning, then Kyle picked him up. Just remember, be, before we end nice. this, just remember the fact that uh, Justin Herbert was uh, not experienced enough, missed a, a game or two games, and uh, still set rookie records. So imagine he played the whole season. That's all I gotta say. I uh, any. One. Uh, still, that's a whole game. That's four touchdowns. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, any uh, any last uh, final points for this week's episode, gentlemen? Yes, just one. This is the only time I can remember that an entire conference is not lacking a quarterback or at least not looking for a quarterback. I said it 
in the chat the other day, but the entire AFC, at least for the next year or two, is set at QB because Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, trying to figure out what they're going to get. But if you, Those run two down the, if you run down the list of quarterbacks, the worst are Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh, Tua in Miami, like Zach Wilson and T Law, but again, you just don't know what you have yet. It's insane. I I the still think and Ryan Tannehill for that matter. I still yeah, think Davis Mills Tannehill's is a question mark too. Oh yeah, um, that was. We that don't was know the Colts. Know. Yeah, we don't know the Colts. Yeah, yeah, we do. They have Matt Ryan. The Matt Ryan. Oh, you're right. That just happened. I'm yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, dude. I just looked at the list, man. So the worst quarterbacks are most unproven are Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence. Um, you like, could put Mitch Trubisky there. Yeah, and then like Mitch Trubisky, and I wouldn't be surprised if Mitch Trubisky plays well in Pittsburgh. I really he wouldn't. Probably will. He has nasty receivers. So dude has Deontay Johnson. Simple as that. Um, okay. Insane. <laughs> uh, anything else for anyone for? End off the episode. Congratulations, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, congrats, Kyle, on the worst bracket on demand. Uh, oh, I was saying if we're like predicting the Raider thing. Oh yeah, I'll well get, you know, like I think like Austin right. said, blind squirrels find nuts once in a while. I'll get, I'll get one thing right every 365 days, and that I don't. That will be perfect for me. I'll accept that. I'll accept take leap one years. thing right every three. Except. <laughs> uh, it's 366 days, so that... Exactly. Awesome. Well, uh, we want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast today. It was a fun one. We definitely talked quite a bit about all four subjects, all four main sports today. Um, we'll get soccer in there eventually, or sorry, football uh, in there eventually. But uh, it was a good episode this week. We should have the full cast next week and ready to go. Um, hope everyone enjoyed. Yeah, definitely feel free to check out the Twitter. We'll be posting polls somewhat frequently. You know, when stuff comes up, it's worth it. Jake loves the polls, and we also love answering them. Uh, we also tweet pretty daily and then some uh, over on the over on the Twitter. We also start on Instagram. All of it is either HS Backups or High School Backups. Um, as for that, we also have a Facebook page if you want to check that out. Uh, otherwise, um, we'll be here next week, and uh, thank you guys for like listening. subscribe. Like and subscribe and yeah. comment and comment. just feel free. Uh, feel free to you know go on any of the tweets and share your opinion, no matter how good or bad it is. Have a good one. Yeah.